Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. Mujic with a drive, deep left field. It is gone! Mujic, magic, and the Czech Republic leads 7-5. to five. Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What's up, baby? Episode 75, Brooksy. We made it. 75? I never thought we could make it this far. I'm I thought you would have quit by now. Yeah. Yeah, you're not tired of me yet? Oh, no, I am. But I like the podcast, so it wouldn't be the same if I brought in somebody else, you know, or if you brought in somebody else. You'd miss me, I think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see one day. <laughs> Episode 75, Wake and Rake Podcast. What's up, people? Big time news. We are now part of a podcast network. After two years of being solo, not being part of a network, we are now part of the Believe Podcast Network. John, yeah. pumped. I'm pumped to join them. I know you are as well. Of course. Uh, for those that have no idea what Believe is, Believe is the number one content network for professionals. It's a sports and entertainment omnichannel production company. They got a lot of good things going. They're starting to get shows on live TV. They had some negotiations, so it seemed, uh, with some of the regional networks. But now the regional networks are struggling because Bali Sports doesn't have their shit together right now. But regardless, they have a good thing going. We're excited to join them. They're going to help yeah. us grow. We're going to help them grow. A lot of really good people. Um, so I think we're me and you are both really excited to join them. Should be for should sure. Be, and if you guys can't tell, those of you who are watching, I'm not in my normal setup right now. I am in a hotel because Daddy is doing Red Sox games right now, and it's been freaking awesome. I'll just say that I'm having a blast. They got you in a uh, Motel Six. Uh, not quite. close. Can you disclose okay. your? You don't want to disclose your location. I don't care. I'm in Homewood Suites. <laughs> Come find me. A I'll lot of people. Room number. I'll make make it tough on you at least. A lot of people think like if you're a MLB reporter, a beat writer, like <clears throat> oh man, you must be living a life just like the players, folks. Hey, listen, in Boston they take care of me. <sighs> it depends Boston, on. The- yeah, in Boston I get the six set up. I can walk to Fenway. Tons of restaurants right there. It's it's show. It depends on the company, but let me tell you, uh, if you're in a not <laughs> so great company, I'm not going to say names, but you might be staying at a uh, not so great hotel in the uh, bad, bad part of town. I've seen it. Lived it. Part of the grind, my man. Part of my grind. We are one of 12 finalists for the Best Baseball Podcast of the Year Award. That's cool. By the sports podcast group. It's also news to me. Like I, I found, found well, I can't talk. I find out alongside with you guys. I just found that out. So thanks, Danny. Thanks for letting me in the loop. One of 12. One of 12. We're along other shows like the show with John Heyman and Joel Sherman, the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, CBS, who we pitched in a couple of years ago with them. Congrats to them. The Chris Rose rotation, among others. So Wake and Rake podcasts making moves, baby. Congrats to us. 
If you're wanting to vote for us, which you absolutely should, you have until April to vote for us. You have to go to sportspodcastgroup.com. We will be sharing out those links across all of our social channels. Vote for us. Join the ride. By the way, are you sleeveless? We got a little sleeve monster action today. I'm repping USA, baby. World Baseball Classic time. I, is- I figured you would be pulling for like some random country, not, not USA. Well, with my last name, I should be rooting for Team Italy. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And they got an espresso machine in the dugout, if you didn't know. That was sh- that show. I saw that. You see, you see their celebrations, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Team Italy is a vibe. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not as much as the Czech Republic. Ooh, they won, bro. Oh. Put it on. Was it Chinese Taipei? Who did they play? Uh, who did Czech Republic play? I think it was Chinese Taipei. Dude. I think it's Chinese Taipei. Wow, that's awesome. Good for Anybody them. Right in the ninth inning. They have uh, like one pro player. And by by pro player like has played organized ball I think like one. It was it was Team China. It wasn't Chinese Taipei. It was Team China. China. Okay, different Taipei is better. I think. Yeah, that was kind of a vibe too. But tell me about Fort Myers. What's happening? Was it fun? You're on the broadcast. I I, the one glaring uh, takeaway for me was Justin Turner getting. Oh my god! Speed that was that was like my. First or second day here. That was terrifying. I think it was my first game here. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, we're you're not in Fenway. You're in a spring training complex. So you're not far away from home plate. And, yeah, I couldn't tell initially. I thought it got his mouth, but then our replay people were saying it got him in his nose, clearly got him. So it got him, like, right in between his nose and his lip, like right here. Oh. Somehow he lost zero teeth. He didn't have any fractures. We're not even sure if he has a concussion. We don't, we don't know. It hasn't been reported. Um, but he did get 16 stitches. Uh, I'm pretty sure it split him, like, all the way across because it just ripped his skin. But, I mean, it squared him up. I, don't, I have no idea how he didn't lose teeth. I, ginger powers, I guess. I, I have no idea. He, I mean, I don't want to say he got lucky, but he got lucky. Oh, he got lucky. Yeah. It reminded me of the Giancarlo Stanton. Oh. back in well, so like the very next day let's see what's today all right so it happened tuesday it was my second day because wednesday we went to northport because the team's playing against uh the atlanta braves and kevin pilar's on that team oh, that's right. <clears throat> yeah so we <laughs> i'm joking like freaking allergies down here florida sucks dude you live in florida i know I so anyways <clears throat> so that happened on a tuesday I'm just choking it down. You can just leave this in here. I don't care. I'm in Florida, man. The pollen's bad. Just one thing about Florida. Everything here is trying to kill you. It's crazy. The people, the the crocodiles, the mosquitoes, the pollen, everything's trying to kill you. Anyway, so the next day we have Kevin Pillar, who's with the Braves. Two years ago, if you remember, he got hit in the face with the Mets. Oh, yeah. Um, So we got him on an interview, got him to talk. He had reached out to Turner uh, to talk through things like what to expect this and that it was it was a cool little segment and he was really gracious with his time and hung out with us for a little bit to do an interview about that so and then he went deep his first at bat <laughs> see you're nice to the media you hit a homer baseball gods pay you back but back to your original question i'm having a blast what my daily routine for it so like a uh, let's say a one o'clock game a regular day game 
I get to this, the, the, the clubhouse is open for media from like eight to eight 50. I get there at like eight 30. I'm not in, I'm not a reporter. I'm not a beat writer. I'm not in there trying to like get interviews. I just go in to see my boys, hang out with Trevor story, see Bobby Dahl back. Uh, Kike's not here right now. So he's with, with uh, team Puerto Rico. We all, we got a few guys out with, with WBC, but just go in there, Christian Arroyo, like just kind of hang out, steal some snacks, you know, that kind of stuff, stuff in my backpack. Cause I'm up there grubbing during the game, but um, <laughs> then we'll go listen to Alex core talk outside. He'll do his little presser, listen to some questions. We'll use some of his uh, stuff during the game, like when we're referring to guys who are hurt or rehabbing or whatever, who, who threw today, all that stuff. Then I'll go up to the press box, get my stuff down, figure out our open, which we've already kind of talked about the you know the night before the night before, what we're talking about. Normally the starting pitcher, or if, like today it was about uh, Rymel Tapia, who might make this team uh, as a fourth, fourth outfielder bench bat. Uh, so it was about him today. Yeah, the, so Sox there, swinging. the Sox are huh? swinging. the Sox are swinging it right now. Yeah, they are, and they're without a lot of their guys. I mean, yeah. it's a young guy. It's spring training, man. Who knew? Whatever. Who cares? They finally lost their first game today. Mm-hmm. You know, they were nine and zero, nine zero and three coming into today, which means nothing. But it, no one wants to talk about it because oh, it's spring training. Who cares? But if you were zero and nine, they would want to talk about. It. So, it is a good thing. I mean, winning is contagious, and you carry that into the season one way or another. So. Um, I keep getting off track, but I'll, I'll go up to the press box, get my open ready. An hour before, we'll go down and tape our open on the field, uh, come up, eat, lunch, and then get ready for the game, do the game. So uh, my first game, I was with Mike Monaco, who does all kinds of sports for ESPN and bounces. Was, I had a game with him Monday. Tuesday, he or Monday night, he flew to New York because he had a game on Tuesday, uh, Islanders and somebody hockey. I did a game with uh, Tom Karen, who I do pre and post game with. And then Mikey flew back and did another game with me. And now I'm with uh, Dave O'Brien, who's like our everyday play-by-play guy. And uh, so I've had a little bit of everything, but it's it's been awesome. It's fun. Did you hear Alex Cora's comments about the pitch clock? That was fascinating. Which time? Uh, They basically asked him if this was a week and a half ago, probably. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said he thinks it's great for the game, particularly because – his his kids love baseball, yes. but his kids agree that there are better games out there. <clears throat> Soccer, which they love because you can run around the field. I was standing in front of him when he said that. It's been great. It's been great. I'm, I'm I love it to why be honest. With why I say that because I, I want to be home in sooner rather than later, yeah. and I think it's a better product for the fan base for the fans. Uh, you know, I can tell you from experience right now with my kids. You know, they're playing soccer, they're playing baseball, they're doing gymnastics. And in order is 1A, 1B, 3. And it's baseball. And they love it, they like it, but they take ground balls and then you go in the back of the line and it takes forever. You know, I hate to say it because, uh, you know, I I want them to to love the game. They love it, whatever, but I would love them to play it. But this is where we at, you know, and there's sports out there that they're they're more fun because there's not dead time you know uh when they go to the soccer practice it's non-stop when they go to gymnastics imagine jumping around all all over the place and doing all that stuff and then when you go to the baseball practice it's hitting it's you know fielding but there's a lot of dead, dead time and i think that's what we're trying to avoid uh the pace has been amazing obviously there's a few things that we still have to work and we got 27 more days or whatever it is to to get to where we want to but 
for the game, for, for where we want to go, no doubt about it, this is the right thing. I thought it was really a, a new perspective that maybe people aren't taking into yeah, account. Kids aren't as willing to play baseball because it's not as fast, as much action. And kids now, yeah, like 12 year old kids don't hit it to the outfield very often. Right. At least not in my little leagues. You know, every, you know, your three, four hitters, they can drive some balls, you know, but the majority of kids in little league aren't hitting balls to left and right fields. And so, yeah, no, I listen, the pitch clock has been, I didn't think I was going to like it. I absolutely love it. We talked about this in previous uh, pods about changes I would make. The only thing I'd really make it, even watching these games, even the 15 second, which I was like, it's a little fast, which it is it's still okay. Like, it's okay. Like, I didn't, there were no violations in the game today. Zero. Yeah. Like, we're going to start seeing that more and more. And even, even this week, it'd be like two, maybe three, like tops. It was like really one or two for the most part. And most of them were on the hitter for, and it was the BS, like, and they were in the box every time, which that's the one thing I would change. It's like active with the pitcher. Right, dude. Like, come on. If you're in the box, that's enough. If you're out of the box at eight seconds, sure. Boom. Bang. I don't care. But if you're in the box, that's enough. Yeah. That should be enough. Hopefully they tweak that or at least give a little discretion to the umpire. But um, the games are rolling, man. The game was two hours and 25 minutes today. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sox, were, their offense was anemic, but uh, it was like they had like three hits. The Blue Jays sent over like a bunch of minor leaguers, but they had some really good arms going today. And Sox just didn't do anything offensively. It was like two or three nothing game. But um, two hours, 20 minutes. The biggest thing for me is everybody's going to have an opinion on the subject matter. It's polarizing. But I have yet to hear a player come out and say, I hate it. Most of oh, the players okay, so are for it. I have an example on that, actually. Like, the players love it, Yeah, actually. The, they don't like the, the – the hitters don't really love that rule that I was just talking right. about. Um, I talked to Kike Hernandez a lot about the shift – he said that's been the biggest adjustment for him, not because he can't go over and shift, but because he can't be on the grass behind right. him. Like, he can't play deep. Like, he he had to change his whole pre, like, uh, pre-pitch pre routine because he would always, like, walk. You know how infielders, like, walk into it and kind of jump? Mm-hmm. He can't do that anymore, or he's going to be way too shallow and he's going to lose range. So he's had to, like, kind of figure out a new pre-pitch routine where he's kind of in the same place because he said the first couple – games he was like constantly like looking behind himself to be like oh i gotta make sure i'm not on the grass because that's gonna be like some type of violation so that's something nobody's really talking about but um as far as the pitch clock goes uh chris martin threw against puerto rico the other night when we had that game and uh he was doing a interview with our sideline reporter jemiah webster uh after he came out of the game and he said man because we didn't have the pitch clock that game because it was wbc rules which did not inherit the new rule mlb rules and uh, he was like, man, I was missing the pitch clock. Like, I was missing the pace. Like, even sitting out in the bullpen, like – and this game was only two hours and 56 minutes, which is 10 minutes shorter than an average game last year. Uh, well, five minutes shorter than a spring training game. But um, it felt like it was a four-hour game compared to the two-hour – two-and-a-half-hour game, which it's only a 25-minute difference. But the pace of game is so different. There's just so much more dead time. And I noticed it so much in the booth just – Cause we're talking, it's not like when the clock's on, it's baseball, 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 baseball. It's all you're talking about. You don't have time for stories. And all of a sudden I had time for stories, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I find you find ways to mix in stories uh, with the pitch clock games, but you have to be more concise and like to the point and you can't have drawn out stories. And it's just like a lot of dead time and you don't realize it until you play without it. All right. From a broadcaster's perspective, do you prefer that? 
Absolutely. I, I, I think this pace of play, I thought it was going to be tough because like I said, like telling, like I'm a, I'm a storyteller and like, how's it going to affect? It doesn't, it doesn't. And honestly, like you get in the flow with the pace and you get going just as fast. And it's just not, like I said before, it's, it's, it's not less baseball. It, it feels like more baseball because there's no lull in the action. I love it. I'm glad you brought up the world baseball classic. Great contrast because that's especially with the pitch clock. I've been watching world baseball classic the last few days taking place over in Japan, whether it's team Australia, uh, Czech Republic, team China, Japan, you can really notice how slow the game is now that we've seen it on the other side of things. You don't really notice it. It's kind of one of those things where like you take things for granted. It's kind of the opposite. Now it's like, you're not taking it for granted. You're almost, you're seeing clearly finally, because they've finally changed the rules. And so, uh, I want to talk about the World Baseball Classic today. The name of this episode is Breakout Players. We will get to that as well. Let's talk about the World Baseball Classic first. Martin Music. Martin Music is the guy I want to uh, lead off with. He's the guy that hit the game-winning homer in the ninth inning for the Czech Republic. Uh, Go ahead, homer, right? The kid played for Wake Tech Community College in North Carolina. That, that's Wake the... Tech, not Wake Forest. Wake no. Tech. Wake Tech is a community college in North Carolina. Never two got year. drafted. Two-year guy. He was an all-conference, all but he never went any further than that, other than going to the Czech Baseball Extra League, which is their semi-professional league in the Czech Republic. Okay. It's like their indie ball, basically. Basically. And the guy's hitting a freaking game-winning home run in the World Baseball Classic on national TV. Like, that's... That's, that's cool. so sick. Like, not on, not on that level of cool, but we have an infielder, Yu Chang. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see his game tying home run against Italy last night for Taiwan? And that yeah. place was rocking, dude. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I have goosebumps just like over my entire body. And like, I don't know him. I just know him from playing with the Sox a little bit last year. They got him last year. He signed a big league deal with him this year to be, the, you know, a utility guy. I don't know him at all, but I just, just him running around the floating around the bases like fist pumping and like he salutes like when he hits home plate and the atmosphere in Taiwan was bonkers dude bonkers I can't even imagine Japan that place what's up Melky I see Melky back there taking an old nap he's taking a nap old man 46,000 people were in the stands for the Shohei Otani start in the Tokyo dude he's getting two hits a game he's punching tickets he's one knee and balls 450 to center this guy's he hit, a guy. He hit the he hit the scoreboard in batting practice like midway up the scoreboard too. And you see how how big the crowd is just for his batting practice. Oh, of course, he's so good for the game, dude. Worldwide rock star. He's transcends baseball. Like he is a rock star. I love it. If you've ever like thought like, okay, I could probably pitch to Otani and get him out. Like you know, you know those people that sit on their couches and like I could I could probably do it once. I could probably get a hit off of Otani. Otani's facing professional ball players, non-major league players, and he's hitting like 450 through his first few games, maybe even higher than that. Like you said, he's hitting balls 450 off his front foot. He struck out, I think, six guys in four innings. So if you're sitting there thinking you could get a hit off Otani, I don't know. Might need to rethink. Save it. Save it. Lars Newbar is kind of a fun story with Team Japan, too. Yeah, because it's like, I was like, he's playing for who? Yeah. Did you see his team speech? His, his pregame speech? No, no, I missed it. This was great. Nice. Hey! 
これでここから団結を固めてやっていきましょう、はい、最後
according to BetMGM. What are the odds? Well, now I have to look it up. Well, I figured you had that down in the chamber, my fault. And that doesn't mean that everyone thinks the Guardians are going to win. No, that is against the best like Right. It's, yeah, but it's the best odds. It, they have the best chance out of the teams with those type odds, basically. 1,200 plus 1,200. Yeah. yeah. 100 bucks to win 1,200? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Put yeah. 50 bucks on it to win 600 bucks? Right. Like you're not going to put 100 bucks on the, well, you could to put on the Astros, but they're plus 300. So you're only going to cash out 300 more bucks if you put on the Astros and they win it. So I feel like the favorite never wins, anyways. Astros, Yankees, Jays, Mariners, Rays, Guardians, White Sox, Angels. Rangers might be a decent bet if you are high on the Rangers. To to win what? Their division? American, the American League pennant. Oh, no shot. Plus 2,500. Why not? Because you're just giving away money. I, I don't think they actually have a chance. Mm. There's you a lot I mean? of really good teams. I was looking at, like, the Red Sox chances. Mm-hmm. And I, obviously, I feel like they they if they get in, they would be like the six wild card, just because Astros are in, Mariners are in, right? Yankees are in, Blue Jays are in. I'm going Guardians win their division, and then that six spot is interesting because there's a like we'll say six teams, six to seven teams that are going to be in that eighty to eighty five win range that are going to be beating the shit out of each other to try to get that spot. Could be the Rangers, could be Twins, Angels, Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles, Rays, uh, Chicago White Sox, Twins. Like there's seven teams right there that are going to be in that 78 to like 86 win range. And that's where the sixth wild card is going to come from. It's going to be a fight. And I love that about the ex- expanded structure because it, you get that. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the fan bases that, wouldn't have any chance to go to the playoffs. Now you do. Now you get to be in a race and play meaningful games the whole month of September. It's awesome. Time for some meat and potatoes. Breakout players for 2023. Uh, go ahead and take the floor, Brooksy, and uh, give me your uh, number one breakout player for 2023. Who do you expect is going to become an absolute star? Number season? one? Well, I'll go Christian Javier, the Houston Astros. Yeah, I love that pick. Um, He's been really good over the past two years, but he hasn't, per se, broken out. Uh, he hasn't had, like, a defined role. We've seen him bounce between the the rotation and the bullpen. And I think there's a reason the Astros extended him. I mean, five years, 64 mil, and I think that's going to end up being one of the most undervalued contracts in the game over that time. Yeah. Uh, the five years essentially will – it's going to – well, it's going to buy out the rest of his arbitration years and then two years of free agency. So it's more than worth it. Uh, and if you look at the look at the body of work, I mean, last year down the stretch, he's one of the best arms in the game. He was six, six, what was it, six, five, six? It was six no-hit innings in that game four combined no-hitter, which I'm not basing this off of one game, but that was a no-hitter in the, in the biggest stage is pretty cool. Um, just looking at the numbers, too, over the last two years, he's made 34 starts and also had 32 appearances out of the pin. So let's go back to – they haven't really known like what his role is, but they know what it is now. Mm-hmm. All right. They let Justin Verlander walk after winning a Cy Young because of him, because they're like, this is our depth. This is our guy. We think him and Framberg, Framberg are going to like run the show. So 
his stuff, and I don't want to get like too deep into his stuff, but opponent batting average versus his fastball. His fastball, 183. Against his slider, 121. And uh, like his curveball, I think was like 204, which is was his worst one. But like 183 versus fastball, dude. This guy's legit and he's going to be for a long time. Like I said, I think that uh, contract's going to be super undervalued. His four-seam fastball average velocity has gone up each of the each of his years in Major League Baseball too, which is so he's only getting better. He's still young. First guy I have on my list for breakout players, JD Davis. Really, a lot of people people know who JD Davis is because he was with the Mets and he's played you know significant time over at the hot corner before moving over and getting traded over to San Francisco. But what a lot of people don't know is JD Davis last year had a really really strong season when you look at his metrics. Average exit velocity, 95th percentile. Max exit velocity, 87th percentile. Hard hit percentage. The only guys that had a harder, or excuse me, a greater hard hit percentage last year than J.D. Davis, Aaron Judge, and Jordan Alvarez. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then you look at his expected Woba, 89th percentile. Walk percentage, 80th percentile. His barrel percentage, 97th percentile. This guy What's his, uh, you, you have like his expected batting average and like expected slug, slugging. What's the percentile there? I, I, I love expected stats because it tells me like, was he lucky? Right. So is it expected- based off of, but hold on, but based off of his exit velocities that you just gave me, tells me the expected should be pretty good. Expected batting average last year was only 245. And what was his actual batting average? 248. Okay. So pretty, so pretty par for the course. It doesn't tell you if he was lucky or unlucky because it was pretty much the same thing. Interesting. So if you look at expected Woba, 333. His actual Woba? Well, no, I can't find it. There we go. Expect. Oh, I'm sorry. Expected Woba, 353. His actual Woba was 333. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I've well, dug into expected stats like big time as far as like grading a season or like looking forward because it can help you figure out if it was an outlier year if it, if it was super lucky like that's how gms gms i talked to Heim bloom about that they use expected stats big time yeah and jd davis is in a contract year folks and we all know what players do when they got money on the line and you see what he one was of two to- things they either fold or they fall out there's really not an in-between it seems dude can hit the ball hard so I'm betting on JD Davis. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good start. You mean to go next? Are, yeah. are you done? All right, I'm gonna go uh, to Philly. Third baseman Alec Baum. I think this guy. Uh, People were writing this guy off a year ago. Excuse me. People were writing this guy off a year ago, and I yeah, never they were. And hear me out here. Like I, I think he's due for a major breakout season. I think he's super underrated. He could have went in our underrated. Yeah. Uh, episode but totally forgot about him because he's kind of underrated <laughs> um last season listen to this he had more hits than arnado and bregman that you Wait. didn't know that hit. And he was tied with rafael devers in hits 164 Whoa. hits last year I swear wow. i didn't know that either wow. uh, and besides his offense i think his defense has really improved that's where a lot of people were like oh he can't play third base not a good third baseman, but they brought over Bobby Dickerson, who was a longtime coach of the Baltimore Orioles back when I was playing, infield coach, and I think it's paying dividends. His defense has improved 
big time. I think this is a 25 homer player, especially in that stadium, uh, like a 90 RBI type player. And they're going to need that with, with Bryce Harper out. And I think he steps up. I think it's time we start seeing him be a superstar. I like that. A lineup stacked too. Like if you have yeah. Baum also playing at the top of his game, you have Bryce Harper coming yeah. back healthy. Yeah, exactly. Like they're good. They're really good. You look at the National League East too. Even myself, like I've gone on a couple shows and everyone's saying, who are the World Series favorites? And I'm like, well, the National League East is tough. And the first teams that come to mind are the Mets and the Braves. But we don't talk about the Phillies who were in the World Series last year. For some reason, yes. they are still kind of under the radar. I think a lot of people are writing them off because no Harper. Yeah, but he's going to come back midseason. He's going to be good to go. So it just doesn't, you know, don't sleep on the Phillies, man. I'm not sleeping on them at all. I'm just, I, I do think this is the year the Mets win the division. I think Atlanta is going to be right there. If the Mets, I, I, don't, I, just saw, I saw Atlanta in person two days ago and they're really good. Like that lineup is going to be dangerous, dude. And if, if Vaughn Grisham can end up being a good shortstop, too, like man, they're just all around like a really good club. They have two guys who could probably have a good chance of finishing top five Cy Young, too. Yeah. Spencer Strider's my sleeper pick to win Cy Young. And they know. So Max Freed, we know him. Charlie Morton can pitch. Mike Soroka's going to be back. Mike Soroka's back. Yeah. Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Oh, Kyle Wright won 21 games last year. Yeah. With a 3 3. Like, what? All right, go. If the, just one more thing. If the Mets don't win the division this year, Jesus Christ. That's of all the money that they spent. They, listen, no, 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 no. If they don't win the division this year, spend more next year. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's probably their strategy. That's going to be the recipe. I From guarantee. a fan perspective, though, if they don't win the division and they get oosted in the freaking first round, second round, gosh. I mean, it's so hard to tell, man. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like that, the, the monkey on the back type thing with the. With oh, the, yeah, no doubt. I have Jerron Duran as the next guy on my list. Dude's throwing 99, 100-mile-an-hour splitters for the Minnesota Twins. Expected to be their closer this year. Last year, his four-seam fastball averaged averaged 100.9 miles per hour. That's disgusting. That's not right. His max velocity last year on his four-seam fastball, 103.7. So 104 on the gun. Yeah. Sick. His splitter averaged 96.4. Average 96? Yeah. His sinker averaged 96.6. It topped out at 101. Electric arm in the Twins' bullpen. It's ridiculous the kind of stuff. Well, this they call his has. splitter a splinker? Yeah, it's kind of like... It doesn't really have the forkball movement that, say, a... It's, it's more like... Or, uh, you know... It's a splinker. Splitter sinker. Yeah. Yeah, like Tim Lentz, it comes knuckled and went straight down. It's not like, okay. So like uh, King Felix had a fastball, and then he had his changeup that was almost just as hard, but it was just mm-hmm. like ball off the table, and that was like his changeup, but it was like just like a nasty two seamer. You had to have faced him, huh, King Felix? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How was how was that? Not fun. Fun time. And I and I faced him like closer to the end, you know. Jerron Duran, his chase rate, 98th percentile, strikeout percentage, 96th percentile, expected year rate, 98th percentile. Dude's an absolute stud. Nobody talks about him because he wasn't a closer last year for whatever reason. They didn't think he was quite ready. Or he he would close in certain spots for the Twins. This year he's going to break out and he'll be an all-star. Who yeah, else got like on that. your list? I got one more. I only had three because I know you have like 15 guys because you <laughs> believe in everyone. You're way nicer than me. Yes, I do. 
Hey, Brian Hayes. Oh, right yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people forgot about him because uh, I think a lot of people have been waiting around. You remember he signed that, what was it, eight-year, like $70 million deal with him? Like, Largest contract in Pirates history, baby. Yeah, and I think it's well worth it. I got to know his dad when I was with the Phillies, uh, Charlie Hayes, who played in the big leagues with the Yankees and a couple other teams, I believe. Um, but he's a hitting coach in the organization, and I loved his dad. New hitting, too. I can see where he learned it. But um, a lot of people have been waiting for a breakout from this guy. And I think a back injury last year really held him back. Um, that being hurt, and he has a super low launch angle, which is a little worrisome. Uh, maybe that's because of his back. Who knows? I feel like he's always been kind of like a line drive guy instead of lifting the ball like everyone else, which is probably because he's taught by an old school guy and his dad. Um, but if you look at the analytics and look at the metrics, like he crushes the ball, 85th percentile in exit ELO, um, also 86th percentile in hard hit rate, uh, but he's just not lifting the ball. So it's like one of those things where he's going to have to make an adjustment, but he's younger still. And he's kind of at the age where guys make adjustments. Now, if he's hitting that ball to a little more launch, we're looking at 20 homers. Um, he's already one of the best defensive guys at third base. He's second place to Arnado and gold glove. Um, and we've seen what he's capable of. And I just think he takes off. There's no pressure in Pittsburgh. There's no, pre there's no pressure. Like he's the guy, him, O'Neill Cruz, like go do your thing. So um, I think we see him take off, take a step forward this year. I'm curious. I want to see him in spring training. I want to see a swing. Maybe if there's been some adjustments to him trying to lift the ball a little more. Maybe he doesn't think he wants. He needs to. I don't know. Something to look at. Pittsburgh's a team where they're not going to win a lot of games, all likelihood, but they have interesting players. O'Neill Cruz, Key Brian Hayes. Uh, even They even brought back McCutcheon, which is interesting. The lineup's decent. They just have no pitching, you know. Right. Exactly. And they're, you know, they're probably not going to win many games, like I said, but I think as it sucks because I love Ben Charrington. He was a GM yeah. here when I was here when we won it in 13. And I just feel like ownership isn't giving him what he needs, AKA money. Yeah. I hear you. Last guy on my list and I'll get into my honorable mention. Cause like you said, I have a lengthy list. <laughs> I'm going to go with Brian De La Cruz outfielder for the Miami Marlins. Good call. I want to explain this before I get into it because we talk about expected WOBA, but I don't know if everybody quite knows what it means. Can you explain what WOBA is? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So expected weighted on bat on base average. This is according to MLB.com. It's formulated using exit velocity, launch angle, and on certain types of batted balls, sprint speed. So in the same way that each batted ball is assigned an expected batting average, every batted ball is given a single, double, triple, and home run probability. So based on those results, you take into account stat cast and then you get your expected will. But there's a formula that goes along. Do they that. use stadiums as well in that? Because each stadium can kind of have different. I don't I don't know if it does. Mm. I feel like it doesn't. I don't think so. I don't think okay. it gotcha. There are stats for that. But anyways, expected Woba. So that hopefully that kind of simplifies things for you guys. Last year. Aaron Judge led the league and expected Wobo with a 463. Brian De La Cruz last year was 25th in Major League Baseball with a 355 expected Wobo. That's above guys like Pete Alonso, Jose Altuve, Giancarlo Stanton, JT Real Muto. Interesting. 25th in baseball. Now you go over to his expected slugging. 
Brian De La Cruz was 16th in baseball, right behind Albert Pujols, above Rafael Devers. He had a 498 expected slug. Expected. To- what was his actual? You're always doing that to me, aren't you? Because you always got to compare him. You're right. That's the point of it. His slug last year was 432. Okay, so we're looking at like a 56-point jump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Wait, you said 498. 498. Oh, wow. Okay. The actual slug was 432. So you're looking at a 60 point. Yeah. 66. Yeah. That's above Ronald Acuna Jr., above Carlos Correa. Huh. Interesting, man. I would have never picked him. That's... Yeah. I kind of have a thing for the Marlins. Uh, one more thing. Expected batting average last year, 10th in Major League Baseball. So Sweet. he must, his, okay. So his exit below and all that must be super high. Uh, his actual batting average last year was 252. His expected batting average was 287. Okay, that means he had a he had some bad luck. He squared balls up at people, is what it was. And they tough made, ball, tough ballpark to hit in. I wonder if expected batting average takes in like outs above average, like because that's based off of like catch probability. Mm-hmm. We're getting deep now, but like yeah. catch probability has to play into that. Like if he smokes a ball in the gap and the, it, the catch probability is five percent, and the guy makes a sick diving play, I feel like that should boost your expected batting average more than hitting a line drive at the shortstop. I think uh, I you know think what I mean. It's it's just basically based on the exit velocity and launch angle. It, I don't think it takes into account the outfield defense, like fill, fill just based on the. Like the actual metrics of the ball hit off the bat. Just the batted ball. Yeah. That's what okay. it is. So because that would change it completely if that's also like a big time equation. I feel like that would be tough to calculate based right. off of catch probability, mm-hmm. which would change it completely. But I feel like it would give you a more accurate description. Yeah. And his expected numbers were better, or he, he should have fared better according to his expected numbers. But in 115 games, Brian De La Cruz still hit 13 homers, 43 ribs, a 252 batting average. That's not too bad for your first full season in in the uh, in the league. It's right. pretty good. Ryland De La Cruz could have him. Jazz Chisholm. I, I know we talked about the Marlins already. I think Jazz is a breakout guy. Yeah. I almost put him on my list, and I was like, I just didn't. I really like. I, I just wanted to do three. But... I really loved your Christian Javier pick. Dude, yeah, it's like a guy who's a stud, but like we haven't viewed him as like a guy. Yeah, and he is. He's he is. Honorable mention for me because that's just what I do. Tyler Soderstrom for the Oakland A's. He really, in his first experience in the, at the big league level last year, he had three hundred. Also had I think seven or eight, six or seven or eight home runs last year with Oakland in the limited time. Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll. So Henderson oh, for the Gunner O's. Henderson. Top yeah. prospect for the O's, Corbin Carroll, top prospect for the D-backs. They're he flies, right? He's flies. He's the guy that runs. Yeah. So fast. And then I have Jesus Lazardo uh, to uh, to round things out here. Another Miami Marlin. More Miami Marlin love on the way. Is Sixto Sanchez going to be available this year? Doubtful. Really? I, this year, yes. I thought you were going to ask for opening day. No, like this season, like midway. He threw a bullpen last week. so. Okay, so he can't be t- – he's coming off TJ, though, right? I think he's coming off, off. I don't know what he's coming off of. So he, he was he was the number one prospect for the Phillies when I was there in 2018. Oh, that's right. So I got to know him because he was reha- he was rehabbing an injury when I was rehabbing my leg. So I got to know him a little bit. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, give us some insight, man. Hit them up. Say, so what's the deal? Five years. So. Yeah. yeah exactly. And he's like 40 pounds lighter now. So there's that. Oh. You have a uh, dinner to go to. Who are you meeting up with? Uh, coworkers. Famous, famous faces? Nope. No. Well, it depends on who you ask. So coworkers. Jabronis like myself? No, you're not a jabroni. F- uh, who's the most famous guy contact you have on your phone? Oof. I mean, Big Poppy's up there. Other than Big Poppy, I knew that. Uh, do you have Mahomes? Do you have Mahomes? Yeah, he's in there. You got Mahomes in there? Yeah. That's trying pretty- to think I feel like there's something. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Mahomes is pretty big. I don't know if you can get much bigger than that. I know, but I'm just, I'm trying to think of like if there's anyone that's not sports. I'm 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 thinking. I'm thinking. Joe Biden. Does he even use a phone? Motorola? Razor? Yeah. Oh, probably those two. I mean, you can't really get that much higher. Yeah. I mean, you can. I don't have, like, Rihanna's number or anything. Yeah. But those guys. Fair enough. Yeah. Have a good dinner. Enjoy yourself. You're going to come back home this next week, though? I come home Sunday night after the Yankees game. Okay. Well, get home safely. Watch the World Baseball Classic. Enjoy your time with the girls. I gotta get home and see my babies. I gotta see my girls. My dog, my wife. You know, gotta work out because I'm getting fat. So I'm just sitting here going to baseball games. That's about it. Don't miss me too much in the meantime. Until next time, party people. Wake and Rake Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Don't forget to go vote for us on for the best baseball podcast of the year by the Sports Podcast Group. Talk to you next time. Peace. Later. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.